Chapter 4 of Our Feathered Friends. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Stacy Dugan Wilcox. Our Feathered Friends by Elizabeth and Joseph Grinnell. Chapter 4 How Birds Dress. In temperate climates like this, Birds do not dress in such bright colors as they do in hot countries. Their coats and gowns are plainer. There are few extremes in color here, as there are few extremes in heat or cold. We can tell almost any race or class of people by their style of dress or lack of dress. We can name the trees and shrubs and vines by their foliage, which is really their dress. So we know the different kinds of birds by their plumage or dress. Many birds resemble in color the haunts or places which they like the best. Desert birds are pale or gray, like the sand. Many of those in the tropics are dressed in gay colors, like the bright blossoms about them, while many birds in the cold north are white, like the snow. By this we see that in all nature, and especially among the bird people, dress is of great importance. Some of the larger and coarser birds have been accused of being very untidy about their dress. They do not seem to care how they look, and do not show their clothes off proudly as others do. But people who think this have not observed them very closely. Birds like the hawks and vultures are really very neat and tidy. Turkey buzzards look very ugly and rough at first glance, but their plumage is suited to their needs, and they take great pains to be clean. You will notice that the buzzard has no feathers on his head and neck, and it is this lack of hat or bonnet that makes this bird look so odd and unlovely. But we must not be in a hurry to blame him for this, nor call him hard names because he doesn't happen to wear a collar or a headdress. There are some things which we do not understand unless we first ask questions or get better acquainted with people. You see, the buzzard, like the scavengers who clean up our dirty streets, is always at work on dead things and scraps of garbage which we do not want. We respect him for doing a very necessary sort of work. He must dress to suit his occupation, like other sensible people, though we cannot help wishing the buzzard had a suit of Sunday clothes. He wears nothing on his head, because he is obliged to reach far in beneath bones and thick skin in search of food. If he wore a headdress, like his neighbors, it would get very foul and ill-smelling, and we should think him far more untidy than he is. As it is, he can slip his naked head into marrow bones and out again without much trouble, and not be afraid of spoiling his hat, as other birds would. We would not care to be daily companions of the buzzard and the carrion crow, although they are useful and interesting birds. We would prefer to be in the company of better-dressed and better-bred people. Most of the birds we know think a great deal about their dress. They work much of their time to keep it tidy and in good order. They mend their clothes, too, although they do not use a needle and thread. A little girl we know laughed heartily one day when we told her that the robin mends her dress when it is torn. The little girl only had to watch and see that Mrs. and Miss Robin, and other birds as well, smooth out and fix up the torn and rumpled feathers till they look good as new. Different kinds of birds have different fashions, but these fashions never change. A bird today dresses exactly as its grandmother did, and the birds never seem to make fan of one another for being old-fashioned. Once in a long while, we find a solitary bird different in color from others of its kind. 
we have seen a white blue jay, and there is, in our yard, a brown towhee which has two white feathers in its wing. Such birds are very rare, as are people who have a spot of white hair on their heads when all the rest is dark, or albinos, that is, persons with pink eyes and very white skin, although they belong to a dark race. Two suits of clothes a year are quite enough for most birds, while one suit is all that others can afford. But birds are very careful of their clothes, although they never try to dress more gaily than their neighbors and friends. They only try to be clean, and so they set us a very good example. Sit down on the grass under a tree, or on a seat in the park, and see the birds dress themselves. Every separate feather is cleaned and pulled and looked over, just as a woman cleans and stretches delicate lace and embroidery. See how the loose feathers are pulled out and dropped, like so many useless ravelings or worn threads? The bird watches the falling plume until it reaches the ground, canting her head to one side to see what becomes of her tatters, and then she goes on with her dressing. Madame Bird manages very well to twist about and reach all of her clothes except her headdress. Have you wondered how a bird can turn its head all around in a way that would cramp your own neck if you should try it? The neck of a bird is more flexible than yours, that is, it is furnished with more joints, so that the bird can turn its head readily and dress itself with ease. A bird never changes the whole of its dress at once. Little by little, the feathers drop out or are pulled away so they are not missed. If they should all come out in one day or one week, the bird would be helpless and unable to fly. If you should attempt to smooth the bird's feathers without knowing how, you would very likely make her look very ragged. Naturalists, who know how because they have practiced so much, can smooth and pull the feathers as well as the bird herself. They can pick up a hurt bird and by a few touches make her look respectable. End of chapter 4